I was born in Kansas City, Missouri, just a few blocks from the KCUR headquarters. But when I got married, the ceremony took place at a Kansas bed and breakfast west of the border, near Lawrence. For a lot of people, this kind of border crossing for a sacred life cycle event would be an unimaginable act of treachery. I'm Gina Kaufman. Today's Central Standard is an exploration of state identity in a city divided. We'll tell our stories if you tell yours. Plus, 2014 and haikus. Coming up on Central Standard after this news. KU football coach Don Fambro was originally from Texas, and he coached athletes who came from all over the country to play football in Lawrence as Jayhawks. But no matter where they came from, as soon as they set foot in the locker room, they were Kansans. At one time I had a team here, and we weren't very good, and I was trying to get them fired up, and I started telling them that story about Point Trail that I told a thousand times. A story that needs no exaggeration, the story of Quantrill, but Fambro's famous pregame pep talk was a highly sensationalized version of the Quantrill's Raid story. He fueled a Kansas identity and Missouri hatred so strong, so deep, that even after his retirement, the school brought him in to give his FCC-unfriendly locker room speech every year, right before KU played MU on the football field. Sports and Civil War rivalries aside, why do people in this part of the country identify so intensely with the states they come from? And is this normal? I'm Gina Kaufman, and today on Central Standard, we're exploring where we're from and why it matters. You can start the conversation on our Facebook page, and we'll work your comments into our on-air discussion. Let me introduce today's guests. Will Averill is with us on behalf of a Facebook group we're going to call Bleep you, I'm from Kansas. <laughs> You'll have to use your imagination on the bleep. Hi, Will. Thanks for driving in this morning. Hi, thanks so much. Thank you. So, Will, this is a largely rhetorical question given the name of the group you represent, but uh, when people ask you where you're from, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> well, usually FYIFK, uh, depending on the situation. But uh, no, I'm, I'm actually a, a Laurentian, uh, born and raised um, with a short eight-year uh, stint in England uh, as a sort of, sort of sidebar um, in the, uh, the 2000s. So I, I identify myself as a, as a Laurentian first, a Kansan second, and an American third. So that's, that's where I'm at on the totem pole. Well, okay, so that's your totem pole, but say I've just you've just met me and say you're traveling. So you're okay. in London right. where you just mentioned you had been and I say to you where are you from? But I say it in a British accent because we're in London. Your answer. <laughs> uh, well, you know, generally, of course, obviously, you, you, I, I would I would go uh, to to Kansas over Lawrence just because I think you know Lawrence there there are a few through, dotted throughout the country, uh, and you need that point of clarification. But uh, no, Kansas would be the answer answer to that one, and then brace myself painedly for the uh, Dorothy reference that is going to follow that. True. Uh, yeah. You better brace yourself. <laughs> How many people have friended bleep you? I'm from Kansas. Kansas on Facebook. Uh, we are at. Uh, I think we just hit uh, seventy three thousand and two hundred. So we're we're, we're looking good. Seventy three thousand plus. So yeah. what do you think it is that these seventy three thousand plus people are looking for? What need are you fulfilling? What what desire have you tapped into? Do you think? Well, I, I think uh, it's it's sort of a 
a dual dual pronged um, uh, attack. I think for the people who are, are living in the state, um, it's uh, it's a chance to uh, enjoy and celebrate the things uh, that are that are positive about it um, in a time where I think uh, both internally and nationally um Kansas is being viewed as something of a lack of laughing stock uh so it's a, it's a it's a good uh chance to 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 focus on the positives and celebrate that what are the positives that you really uh find resonate with people uh, well i th- i think uh the beauty of the landscape um the the sense of humor uh of of the people who live uh live there um and the uh the, the just general uh sort of stubborn grit uh and 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 attitude um that you know we're we're pretty proud of ourselves and no matter what anybody else thinks uh so i think those are those are those are some of the big ones michelle smirnova is with us from umkc where she is an assistant professor of sociology hi michelle hey thanks for having me thanks for being here so where are you from um, I'm originally from Boston, uh, by way of St. Louis, D.C., and now have been in Kansas City for about a year and a half. So, so when when someone normally asks you where you're from, do you say all of that stuff? You know, I I did say that last year. Uh, I actually traveled abroad to Indonesia, and someone asked me where I was from. I think in the airport and. Kansas City didn't feel like where I was quite yet, um, and so I said I was Kansas City, but I just moved from D.C. where I spent seven years. Um, but yeah, now I tell people that I'm from Kansas City, and um, sometimes then I'll give details of my past because identity is layered. My family is from Russia, so when I was um, living in Boston, that would come into play in terms of the food that I eat or the language we speak at home, so... But yeah, I consider myself a proud Kansas Cityan. Do you remember the moment where you crossed over? You know, I think the Royals had a really big role in that. Um, I'm a big uh, baseball fan, so I I was a diehard Red Sox fan growing up, and I really liked rooting for the undergrad underdog team. And the Red Sox really aren't the underdogs anymore, which is really unfortunate. And it was really great to see the city come together. The bars were just flooded and. Everyone went to all the games because you can go to games here. So I think sports are really huge um, in terms of bringing people together, um, cheering yeah. for your city. And the underdog thing is interesting because you're both kind of saying that. Like Will is talking about that Kansas, that the more people nationally say bad things about Kansas, the more that want makes you want to assert your Kansasness. And Michelle, like you became a Kansas Cityan when you were able to cheer for the underdog team in the Royal in the World Series. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we were actually just talking beforehand and and uh, we were saying that, you know, like like a site that was called, you know, FY I'm from Boston uh, w- w- wouldn't necessarily <laughs> have the same impact because we're jerks to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Or New York, you know, it's like it's not going to have quite the same feel uh, because it's like, oh, that's a little that you're being a little prideful there. Whereas, you know, from Kansas, it's like, oh, well, that, that's nice for you. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, like so at Yankee Stadium when they play. Play New York, New York at the end of the game, you're just like, oh, come on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I think there's that um, element like Boston always compares itself to New York, but New York doesn't really compare itself to Boston. And I mean, there's there's something to be said that that defensive um, element, I think, can be central to an identity as well. Michelle, why do we ask each other this question? Where are you from? I think we look for points of connection, um, things that we can talk about. We have shared history. Uh, what teams do you root for? What kind of food do you like? Um, 
it's a way for us to find commonalities and also meaning in terms of what is meaningful to me. I'm at a university now, so if someone teaches, what do you study, that, that I find what I studied be meaningful and I will probably find what you study meaningful. So I think connections are founded in group identities but also personal identities being a mother, that um, you have certain responsibilities and um, uh, participants participate in certain activities. So similarly to the group, um, these different role identities and group identities bring us together. I want to follow up on this group identity and personal identity thing in just a second. But I guess I also am curious, not just about why we ask the question, where are you from? But when we answer, what are we trying to communicate back? Does that vary from person to person? I think so. I think we are trying to first find connection to other people, but also to distinguish ourselves. So when I say that I'm from Kansas City by way of Boston or D.C., I'm distinguishing myself that I have these experiences and I uh, root for the socks above all else or I like this type of food or I have this history or background or I think all of those are elements of your culture, your religion, that um, if you belong to a church, that that also distinguishes you from just any Kansas City and I am this, this, and this type of Kansas City. But when we say something like, I'm from Kansas City, and we think we're communicating all this other stuff, does that somewhat depend on whether, I mean, are we really communicating all that stuff or do we just think we are? Well, I mean, I think it's also the familiarity that other people have, like you saying that uh, Will saying that he's from Lawrence. That's meaningful here because in the context of Wichita or Kansas City or um, other cities, there is an identity there. And um, we associate certain politics or certain interest in music or food or um, university culture. And so it depends who our audience is, whereas if we're saying that while we're in London, that people – they the only point of reference they might have is the Wizard of Oz. And and then you get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Well, OK, so flesh that out for us a little bit. Lo- saying you're from Lawrence carries mm-hmm. with it all these things, as Michelle has just said. But what are those things? What are the specific things that Lawrence signifies? <laughs> well, it, it, it is it is really interesting because we, we talked a little bit about the, the Kansas uh, values as, as being sort of, you know, an appreciation of, of the, 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 the beauty and vastness of the land uh, and the, you know, kind of grit and determination of the people who live there and the, and the sense of humor uh, as being an overall Kansas uh, Model, but but within that, you know, there's the, the the where Lawrence, you know, I think uh, both does well for itself and and really sort of uh, you know messes itself uh, up <laughs> in the state is is uh, you know with with having this this idea of you know we are a university town of very liberal free thinking people um, and a lot of the rest of the state doesn't particularly like that about Lawrence or makes the assumption that they don't like that about Lawrence or um, Lawrence makes the assumption that they don't like that about Lawrence or Lawrence makes the assumption that they don't like that about Lawrence. Although uh, having run an internet site about Kansas and posting Lawrence things on it, I can tell you that I don't think it's just an assumption. <laughs> uh, I, I have seen quantifiable facts and comments that sort of back up the fact that there's not a hugely high opinion of Lawrence in parts of the state by some people. 
So you know, I don't want to make sure that I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to pretend like Lawrence has got a, a complex about it or anything. But I mean, I think it, it is. It, it is interesting. It is interesting that you know, in, in some ways, it's seen as a blue center in a in an otherwise very uh, red state. And I think um, they 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 take uh, a pride in that in the same way that the rest of the state takes a stubborn pride in being you know we're free. Th- you know, we we are we're you know uh, we're Republican on social values and and. And that's just the way we are. We're, we're you know, yeah. The, 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 those them's us is basically uh, the the sort of overall feeling on it. Michelle, when we talk about the answer to where we're from being both establishing ourselves as part of a group identity. So if I say I'm from Kansas City, I'm associating myself with all the other people from Kansas mm-hmm. City. But if I say I'm from Kansas City by way of this place or that place, then I'm starting to distinguish myself as an individual more. Right. From, setting myself apart from the larger group. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little more about this group identity versus individual identity and how they mesh? Sure. Um, yeah, I think it, it, returning to the sort of idea of audiences, when you say you're from Kansas City, exactly, you might be um, affiliating yourself with all sorts of stereotypes about what that audience thinks thinks about Kansas City. And so in response to that audience, if that audience thinks, well, Kansas City is um, a very conservative place and um, or it's a very rural place, you might give details about where you live um, in there or give an, uh, sort of an explanation about that. But also that sort of by way of it's kind of I am likening this to living in Boston or D.C. or I'm a special Kansas. I'm a special <laughs> Kansas City. yeah. And I often will make comparisons to their sort of reference points. And I liken it to being a smaller D.C. Um, and that it's similar in part. We were actually discussing this before the show about um, everyone from Boston, um, people, most people in Boston are from Boston. And so when you meet someone, it's difficult to sort of break into that circle. Whereas in DC, everyone is, tra- everyone's a transplant. So you're constantly, when people say, well, what part of the city do you live in? But where did you come from before that? So it's sort of an expectation follow up. Um, and so that's, I think, part of the reason that I sometimes say that by way of because so many of my friends here, are not necessarily not necessarily from Kansas City proper, but they are from Missouri or um, Kansas. Where are you from? How do you answer that question? And what does your answer mean? What are you trying to say about yourself? Really? Call 816-235-2888. That number again is 816-235-2888. You can also join the conversation on Facebook. Our Suzanne Hogan has done a little self-examination when it comes to her own allegiances to Kansas City, Missouri. Here's what she found out. The house I grew up in is a block and a half away from State Line Road on the Missouri side, about a five-minute walk. All right, now we're in Kansas. I'll admit, I have strong KC Mo pride, even though I'm a big KU fan. And when I'm in other cities, I'm quick to correct people who misidentify me as a Kansan, saying, no, 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 I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. But what's that about? I mean, it seems so complicated. And I'm not trying to get into the history of the Civil War. I'm just trying to look at this question as it is today. It seems like a lot of people around here all have their own ways of identifying within this unique local dichotomy, a city straddling two states. Being employed at the University of Kansas, I I wear my University of Missouri t-shirt at least once a week. Terry Blastenbright is from St. Louis originally. He's a big MU fan and proud Missourian. 
He moved to South Kansas City, then to Olathe when he got married. People just get really over the top sometimes. Like when I first moved here, I was just like, whoa, that's, you guys are a little too intense for me. He's talking about the whole MUKU sports rivalry. Now, Blastenbry works for the University of Kansas, wearing his MU gear, of course. But when people ask him where he's from, he says Kansas City, not Olathe. People are like, oh, well, you know, suburbia, cookie cutter homes, that sort of thing. And Blastenbry says that stereotype isn't fair. I think there's a lot of uh, really great stuff in the metro, not just in the city of Kansas City, but of course, you know, Independence and Olathe and Shawnee. Mission. Robert Marin's apartment is in the heart of downtown Kansas City, Missouri, with a perfect view of the skyline. But his roots are in the Argentine neighborhood in Wyandotte County. I've got friends who, since, you know, 16 years old, W's on their arms tattooed, Wyandotte County, you know, Argentine, Armadale. Like, Argentine was an area that attracted Mexican silver workers, mostly from the same state in Mexico 100 years ago. So basically what you have in my neighborhood is third, fourth, fifth generation people. And so everybody knows everybody. Marin says he's proud of his family's history in Wyandotte County and of Kansas. But he sees this all as one city. And right now, he prefers to live in downtown Jackson County. I will have pride for Argentine and I'll claim Argentine wherever I am in this town. But I don't think I want to live there. I get where Marin's coming from. Honestly, I would never live on the Kansas side. And there are a lot of people in Kansas who would never live in Missouri. We heard that a lot when we put in inquiries throughout the metro to find out how the state line impacts people's identity. People also complained about taxes, schools, politics, praised their agricultural roots, the abundance of culture, sense of community, which are all things that could be said about both states, really. We're all trying to create an identity. The sources from which you draw to create that identity are going to differ by person. That's psychologist Kim Bennett at UMKC. Some people will draw heavily upon their, you know, geographic origins. Others may, you know, look at cultural origins or ethnic origins more so. She says, try to look at this how an alien in outer space might look down at us. We have a lot more in common as a region than people might be willing to admit at times. You know, if you were looking down from above, Metcalf doesn't look any different, nor does Warnell on the Missouri side. So it's interesting that we have this dividing line that's really artificial. Bennett says we create in-groups and out-groups all the time, most often without even being conscious of it. We tend to draw upon things that are salient to us, like where we're from, to feel good about ourselves and to feel connections with others. You have an in-group for your, you know, your political identity, your school, your neighborhood, your race. She says this is normal and you can reside in more than one in-group at any given time, which can be good for your mental and physical health. But it does have its negative aspects, too. When you start judging a group without getting to know the individual members, it becomes problematic. Like when you start assuming everybody in the outgroup is the same and create stereotypes. Bennett says we do have a tendency to show in-group favoritism, and we don't always belittle the outgroup. It's just a thing we don't even think about most times. The other thing about this is that things change, like places, perceptions, and we as individuals change. I really consider myself a Midwesterner now, much more than I think I thought I would have. Bennett is originally from Southern California. She's been living in Overland Park the past six years. So if you see your kids living in an area or are born in an area, then it may transform how you see that area. 
I think that I'm I'm going through that now. I have two young kids and you know they're from Kansas. It's fascinating to Bennett how quickly a group of people can identify various in and out groups. An example that she and a lot of other people brought up was how the region responded during the Royals postseason. That was something that unified us as opposed to the state line that divides us. But isn't it interesting how the out group shifted? It shifted from I'm a Kansan or a Missourian to I'm a Royals fan and I am not a San Francisco Giants fan. About two million people live in the Kansas City metro, an area that encompasses two states, nine counties, about 120 different smaller cities, tons of historic and new neighborhoods, so many different ethnic groups, cultures, subcultures, languages, and yes, even some Giants fans. And the thing is, everybody has their own story and identity. It's just so personal. And really, those diverse facets and complexities are actually a part of what connects us all, in some way, as Kansas Cityans. That was Suzanne Hogan getting to, to the bottom of her own place identity. She told her story, now we want yours. Call 816-235-2888. Central Standards off to a quick break. We'll grab your calls when we return to this conversation about where we're from and why it matters. I'm Gina Kaufman. Don't go away. And we're back. I'm Gina Kaufman. Where are you from? And what's behind your decision about how to answer that question? Call 816-235-2888 to weigh in or join the conversation on Facebook. We've already gotten a couple of answers there that I'd like to share with our guests, but I'll reintroduce them first. We've got Will Averill of Bleep You, I'm from Kansas, and Michelle Smirnova of UMKC. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back, Will. Hi. Thanks. And Michelle. Thanks so much. So um, we've got a message from Antonia Akatunde, who used to be an intern here, um, and she now lives in New York. And she writes on our Facebook page, I lived in Chicago for five years before I considered myself a Chicagoan, and I think my Midwestern roots are too strong for me to ever consider myself a New Yorker. Is there something in ourselves that, I don't know, where we make limits around what we can be? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can become something that you've become a Kansas City and Michelle, but Antonia is saying that she identifies herself so strongly as a Midwesterner that she can never be a New Yorker. Well, I think where you spend your formative years, the youngest um, time, you're socialized by everyone around you, by your parents. So um, that's why your parents' heritage is so huge because what is the food that you eat at home? What is the language? Um, what ling- um, religion do you participate? All of those are very important, but also the city and the peer groups and um, the schools that you went to. And I remember (laughs) the first time I was crossing the street here and someone honked their horn at me. And I'm from Boston and we are notorious for not being very nice people. And I went to flick off this person um, (laughs) because I thought that they were honking at me to cross faster. And it had turned out that I had dropped my scarf and they were letting (laughs) me know that I had dropped my scarf. And that was this very disorienting moment that – the reverse of I'm not in Kansas anymore. I'm not in Boston anymore. Um, so someone might actually be honking to help me out. <laughs> That's so, really funny. So I thought I was like, is this at my core? But I think it's what I was used to. The people who usually honk at me are not honking to be nice. That's really funny. Uh, let's get to one of our callers. We've got Marsha in Topeka, Kansas on the line. Hi, Marsha. Hi, how are you? Great. How about you? I'm uh, I'm great in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Got my car cleaned up. What can you share with us? Well, I'm from Berkeley, uh, which is like Lawrence, only weirder. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Some outer space. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, um, let's see. They have signs on the on on buildings that say Amazon Power, and then uh, you know all kinds of weird signs. But anyway. Uh, my opinion of Kansas City was always that people had hay uh, out of their mouth and uh, they were, you know, farmers and uh, hicks. And I, I hate to say that, but I've been in, in Kansas now for 30 years. I went to KU, uh, got my degree in journalism, uh, master's degree, and uh, I, I'm just surprised by the sophistication of the Kansas. I mean, actually, I So wait, you've been there now. how long? How long have you been in Kansas? 30 years. <laughs> but you just called us up and said, I'm from Berkeley. So do, is that still what you say? Oh, no, no, no. Well, well, I just want to say I'm originally from Berkeley. I was born, raised there, fourth generation. Um, actually, my relatives did come from Kansas or in Missouri, but but that was a long time ago. So, but Marcia. I just, wanted, I just wanted to tell you that my opinion changed. Our main office is in um, Overland Park, and... I'm actually intimidated by the sophistication of the people from Kansas City now. When you're outside of Kansas and people ask you where you're from, does your memory of what you thought that meant kind of make you reluctant to say that you're from Kansas or to qualify it a lot? Um, yes, yes. And and I notice that people on airplanes, too, will... I'll ask them where they're from, and they'll say, well, I'm from, well, originally from California or something. But, yeah, uh, it, it does. But but then I remember I was in New York, and I started I started um, proselytizing for Kansas. I started telling everybody how great it was, how, how people were friendly, how um, sophisticated the city was. How, how much culture Kansas City has compared to, say, like San Francisco. And my sister, who lived in Paris for 15 years, came here to visit me, and she says, oh, my God, we're at the plaza. Everybody dresses more elegantly than they do in Paris. Thank you so much, Marsha. Well, that's a really interesting set of comments that, I mean, saying you're from Berkeley does carry with it its own set of assumptions that Marsha spelled out really nicely. And then her relationship with what she as a former outsider thought and that process of becoming an insider. Will Averill of Bleep You, I'm from Kansas. Can uh-huh. someone become from Kansas? Uh, you know, it's it's funny. We do get that question quite a bit on the, on the, the page. Uh, people will write in and say, you know, I have lived here for X amount of years. And, you know, do, do I do I qualify as a as a Kansan? Uh, I, I tend to, to feel like once you have, you know, sort of adopted the ways of the place that you live, uh, that, that you have uh, therefore earned the right to uh, to call yourself uh, someone who who is from there. I think the last time uh, I was I was on here uh, on Central Standard, we had a, a gentleman call in who uh, was was one of the most vehement Kansans uh, that I've ever talked to, uh, and he wasn't originally from here, but he kind of took it on as his, and adopted it as his his uh, his uh, homeland. And and I think at that point, um, it's like you know, if you know more history about Kansas than than I do, then then welcome Kansan, you're 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 one of us now. <laughs> it sounds like there's a lot of pressure to be friendly if you're from Kansas. I just heard from Michelle that she, uh, you know. Uh, her response to a honking car alerted her that she was being a Bostonian and not a Kansan. And we just heard this 
that you were – I don't know, this whole friendly thing. Yeah, well, I, I it was kind of the reverse scenario is when I, I moved to, to England and um, you know because there's such a, a, a denser population put in such a, a smaller, more compact area, the rules of, of, of conduct you know, day-to-day are just are just changed. Is that not necessarily for better or for worse. I don't think it's a reflection on people's general attitudes, but it's just the proximity and the, the amount of people you have to deal with. So you don't you don't you ignore people on on the sidewalk. And here I was, you know, fresh from Lawrence and and probably looking you know looking like a stereotypical Midwest hayseed, you know, going hey howdy howdy howdy, <laughs> walking down the street, shaking you know you waving my hand at everybody and just getting ignored and 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 then and, and getting viscerally angry about it. And and it did take a while to realize that it, it wasn't necessarily them intentionally being rude that it, that it was just it was just not done um but it is one of the hardest things i think for us as as uh kansans and, and midwesterners is to uh deal with people not returning this kind of courtesy that we we extend to people it's it's it can cause uh, lots of lots of issues yeah it's funny that you mentioned that because um so my family is from Russia and uh, I've been lived in Russia for a brief period. And uh, there's the stereotype that Russians don't smile, that Russians aren't friendly. And I learned when I was there that the they are not any less friendly. It's just a different way of connecting. They think that um, smiling or waving at random – they think Americans look dumb um, or superficial, that they don't actually – they're not actually interested in being your friend. They're just doing that because – that's their way of interaction, whereas they were incredibly kind and welcoming and um, invited uh, me into homes. And obviously, I have connections there. But I, I thought it was really interesting because what we understand to be polite or courteous, it's culturally specific. Other people may be showing their kindness in ways that we might not register because we don't understand how they show their kindness and their politeness. And that's also something people have asked me, that are people nicer in Kansas City? And I think I noticed it initially because I was operating on these stereotypes. And then since then, I've sort of – I've said that Kansas City people are just like Bostonians or um, people in D.C. in many ways. And it's just we look for exactly those little differences. But yeah, if yeah. you're socialized to sort of say hi to everybody on the street, then it's a rude awakening when and they I, And I do don't. think it does, uh, it does have a little bit to do with space and proximity because, again, it, when, I was, Absolutely. when I was doing nature walks in, in England, when we were just, you know, like two or three people, uh, very not seeing people very often, they would, they would smile and wave then. But just on the street, we would never have it. Absolutely. Kind of Let's hear from Cheryl in North Kansas City. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. Um, I am actually uh, interested in this question because my family has very strong southern roots. And the question actually means something a little different in the south, in the deep south. Where are you from is generally understood to mean where were you born or where are your family roots. So... You know, if I'm in the South and somebody asks me where, I'll, where I'm from, I will say Independence, Missouri. Whereas if somebody here asks me where I'm from, my answer is I live north of the river. So, but what do you think it's about when you're in the South that um, people want to know a birthplace? What is, what is the contextual importance of a birthplace in the South, do you think? It's, there's very, very strong emphasis on... Um, roots and bloodlines and family history so it gives more of a context that way like they're more interested a lot of times in where your grandparents were than where you are 
Well, let's get some response to this. Michelle, what do you think that what do you think that tells us that the question itself can mean different things in different places? You know, I mean, I, I think it returns to this um, desire for connection that if you are in a context of people that, well, I'm from a place that you know, um, and you may know somebody from there, and then we can make a connection about whether I knew them in grade school or um, did you go to that restaurant or what have you, um, whereas here the interest might be, well, okay, saying that I'm from North Kansas City versus Olathe means different things. Similarly, where do, where do you go out or where do you go to school perhaps? Um, so similarly, I think it means different things. And also when we connect with people, um, we might say, well, where were you during this event? Um, and so if you spent – you can connect pe- with people um, – over these historical events that happened at different times. So that that might be part of it. Something that's come up a little bit, and Bloodlines makes me think of it a little as well, is the idea of insiders, yes, but then insiders imply outsiders. And right. so the whole thing, I mean, I think I feel it too. You know, I love that being from Kansas City, Missouri, I've got a lot of Kansas City pride, but it does bother me to think that there might be something almost cliquish about it. Absolutely. I mean, the only way that you can construct an in-group or an identity is by excluding other people. Otherwise, we're all members of the human race. And so there is um, exactly what Kim Bennett was talking about, that um, it can have – it provides us with meanings, but it's also very dangerous because it's exclusionary. We stereotype the out-group. How else do we do that other than by just that answer of where are you from? Oh, I'm from here. Are there other things that groups do to establish – recognition of being insiders versus outsiders? I mean, we do it in politics. We're a two-party system. Um, Some people are outside of that two-party system, but there's a whole host of expectations. Well, I am a Democrat, therefore I believe all of these issues in a certain way. Um, And so there are ways in which we don't think independently, um, but vote down the party line. Yeah, and, and as as we were kind of talking about earlier, sports I think is another big area in which we we you know we have the the symbol the mascots, the symbols of our our, our teams and uh, and our groups and uh, and you know like the 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 KU um Mizzou rivalry for so many years um just sort of I mean that had its 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 roots only half jokingly I believe in the in the border wars. Um so I I think there was some truth that that history actually really did go go quite deep. Well, who is an outsider when it comes to being a Kansan? How do people identify themselves as non-Kansans? Beyond, without even saying that they're not from Kansas, is there a way that you can know? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I think uh, generally on it's difficult on the in the medium of the of the of the Facebook page. Other than it's usually the people who are making derogatory comments. Uh, we, we usually uh, start, you know, kind of close to home um, and 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 make fun of our, our, our closer neighbors first. Uh, obviously, Colorado and Missouri, um, Colorado for uh, you know medicinal marijuana and having way too ostentatiously nice scenery, uh, and and Missouri for you know the, the the some of the more obvious stereotypes, uh, and then uh, Arkansas and uh, and Nebraska and Oklahoma, you know, kind of come secondary on on that. Um, ironically, if one wants to dig a little deeper, a lot of the things that we make fun of us stereotypically from those states are things that could probably be applied to us if one wanted to dig into deeper theory. But we don't do that. We we stay on the surface level. Your group is an online thing, and the irony there for me is that the internet is untethered from geography. 
Online, we're citizens of the world in theory, but you've created an online space for intense regionalism. And in fact, people all over the world now have this place to be more connected than ever to their Kansas identity. So using the Internet to be more where you're from than ever is a little bit, forgive the Oz reference, like Dorothy finally getting over the rainbow and spending the whole adventure talking about Kansas. <laughs> Man, I, I think that's 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 absolutely true. And I, and I think more than ever... Uh, I think I would have loved, and part of where this came from is I would have loved a way when I was living in England to feel closer to my home roots, and my home roots uh, were were based in in Lawrenton in Kansas. Well, Central Standards got to take a quick break. Michelle will stick with me. We're going to return right to this conversation, and then it's a look back on your year in haiku. Stay with us. And we're back. I'm Gina Kaufman in the Central Standard Studio with sociologist Michelle Smirnova and Kansas Pride obsessionado <laughs> Will Averill. Yes, I just made up that word. <laughs> I Call love it. 816 235 2888 to get it in on the last minutes of this conversation about where you're from and what it says about you. And before we do, I we left off at a kind of crucial place about who's inside and who's outside and how the internet can play into this really intensely regional sentiment through bleep you i'm from kansas a facebook group and michelle did you have thoughts about that absolutely i mean i think the whole way of saying the multiple places that you're from that you're able to do that because you have connection through um social sites like facebook but also that you can read the boston globe you can follow what is the local news and the local politics. So even though you live somewhere, you can have connections in many different places. So I think technology, exactly when you were in London, that you can still feel connected to what's going on, um, which is huge. And also the other point you raised about humor, I think humor is a huge way in which we police the boundaries um, that we say make fun of who the others are. We make it clear that this person is not a Kansas Cityan and that they won't get the humor unless they are a Kansas Cityan. But when we do this one thing like – Will was talking about making fun of Colorado for their ostentatiously beautiful scenery. That isn't that's making fun of the other. It sounds like that on the face of it, but it's also it's really making fun of ourselves. Right. Self-depre- self-deprecation is also huge. I mean, the when I talked about being a rude Bostonian, there's this self-deprecation that uh, if you're not American, you probably wouldn't have laughed at that joke because you don't understand what are the regional identities of being Bostonian versus uh, Kansan. So um, absolutely. Let's talk to Laura in Atchison, Kansas. Hi, Laura. Hi. Um, I grew up in New Jersey, went to school in New York, nursing school in New York City. And as soon as I was able, I moved. I came to Kansas and I love it. I've been here a long time. <clears throat> My three daughters went to KU. We are rabid KU basketball fans. And I married a Kansan. Um, uh, my Eastern relatives think this is a cultural black hole, and they're always <laughs> amazed when I tell them what I have available in Kansas City, the ballet, the symphony, the theater. And uh, I love Kansas. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Well, thank you so much, Laura. We're glad that you've decided to be a Kansan. And um Mentioning things that go against the stereotype when when you're interacting with people from the outside, in a way, is 
it is a way of expressing your pride and kind of correcting assumptions. But FYIFK or bleep you, I'm from Kansas is is a site that really seems to take pride in the stereotypes, in some of the stereotypes. I, I think so. I think it's a dualistic uh, attack of taking taking pride in the stereotypes, but also in in celebrating the uh, areas of achievement that, that we have, both the sort of slightly more obscure, like, for example, uh, the icy was invented in Kansas. Um, the electric guitar was first played in Wichita. Uh, you know, Pluto was discovered by, by Clyde Thompson. Who was an amateur uh, astronomer and a, and a Kansan? Uh, you know some some of those things that the people just might not know, and also celebrating like current and contemporary uh, actors and artists who are making an impact um, and who are from the state. Let's go ahead and hear from Alexandra in Lawrence, Kansas. Hi, Alexandra. Hi, how are you guys? Great. Good. Um, I was calling to say, I my family, my whole entire family is um, from Poland, and. My sister and I are right off the boat, first generation, and um, we've lived in Kansas for almost our whole lives, and I really do um, identify as both because I feel like they're kind of similar, that kind of Eastern European kind of hearty, wants to feed everybody, nice people thing, kind of meshes well with the Midwestern thing. And really the only reason I answer differently sometimes is um, depending on how much I want to explain to people because sometimes if you say you're from Poland, then they ask questions like over five or ten minutes (laughs) right well and do you when you do tell people that you're from poland is it important to you that people know you've had this journey yeah um yeah it kind of is um because it is such a big part of who i am and who my family is and they say oh well how did you get over here and then i can explain it sometimes if people are interested enough, um, I can tell them a little about my grandparents and my family. So that is kind of an important thing um, when I do tell people that. Thanks so much for calling, Alexandra. Yeah, thank you. Um, Michelle, what are your thoughts about this? I see you nodding enthusiastically. Yeah, I mean, I think I I feel the same way. Like if I am not very interested in having a conversation with someone, I'll say I'm from Kansas City. End of story. Um, If I want people to understand more layers, then I might tell them a little more, but with the assumption that they will ask many more questions. Um, And I thought it was really funny how she was talking about this Eastern Europe connection um, to the Midwest. And I I think I kind of felt the same way. my parents lived in Siberia for a while, and people are like, Siberia? That's so crazy. But uh, same thing from someone from New York saying that you're living in Missouri. They're like, Missouri? Where is that? <laughs> and I mean, I think... So the Midwest sounds like Siberia to the people I, on the East well, Coast. I mean, I think it's it's funny because I went um, to a wedding in Maine, and people here were like, Maine? That's so, that's so out there and crazy. And I was trying to explain that Maine is to Boston what Iowa is to Missouri. It's not that crazy of a place. That was really an SAT-style analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk to, um, excuse me, uh, Rick. Rick is with us from Kansas City, Missouri. Hello. Hi. Hi. So I'm a once proud Kansas native, born in Prairie Village, but consider myself an expatriate Kansan now, living on the Missouri side of the border. Oh, my. Okay, so you've crossed the border. How do people take this? And and is it something that you feel a need to explain to people? It has just recently become something that I feel I need to explain to people, which is why I'm calling. 
I've actually just started talking about it, and I'm kind of trying to come up with a good word for my next Patriots, usually national, so I don't know how that works on a state level. So, okay, you basically disowned Kansas. Am I understanding that right? And yes, you're trying to find a way to talk about it. Why is it hard to talk about? Well, I just, well, I just don't have a, I don't know if there's a word for it, because normally being an expatriate, like you'd be an American expatriate, but I guess I can be a state expatriate too, so. Yeah, well, and, and I want to get some comments from our sociologist here, because I think this is interesting that is, are these things particularly loaded, first of all, in a city on a state line? About crossing a state line and or just the the answer to where am I from? You know, I, I think it might be because of the state line. Um, I think it 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 happens in a lot of places in Washington D.C. You have people living in Maryland or Virginia or D.C. and it's very loaded. But even within um, New York City, saying that you are from Soho versus Harlem mean very different things. And so I think. Cities are divided up in different ways. The fact that we're on a state line um, and the politics of those two, we sometimes will identify, well, what is Kansas as a state? How does that vote? How does Missouri vote? Um, What is Kansas known for? What is Missouri? So um, I think those are sort of those larger collectivities that we identify with, which maybe in a place like New York City, you're just um, uh, identifying with a, a a borough, but I think I think it happens everywhere. It's just um, maybe it's more salient or it's in a convenient way. But we were just talking about um, people living in Kansas City versus in the suburbs. That is in some ways more meaningful than living in KC Mo versus KCK, although KCK is much smaller. So I think in some ways we we orient around that dividing line, though we probably that's maybe not the most meaningful division. Um, of like-minded people or how does a person actively I, abandon his or her roots which it sounds like Rick kind of wants to do and I, I do want to get some uh response to his abandoning of Kansas from our our Kansas guy in the room too but <laughs> but how do you go about if someone says where are you from and and you feel like you've kind of disowned your place of origin how do you recommend expressing that or, or do you recommend expressing it? About, hmm, I mean, I think it, it seems like a very severing ties. You're severing ties um, in an important ways consciously from that root. And so um, it can feel personal. It can feel that you're severing roots from your childhood and from everything that um, is associated with having a breakup with um that element. And I think... Yeah, like, that's my ex. Yeah. Kansas is my ex. Yeah. And it's th- something that Rick might say. Yeah. And I think that returns to that sort of in-group versus out-group, that this is now my out-group. Yeah. Um, and identity isn't necessarily like that. It can be fluid. I can be simultaneously Kansan and Missourian in different ways. Well, what do you think... How do you feel as as the administrator of Bleep You, I'm from Kansas, when you hear someone saying that he's disowned that part of himself. You know, I I, 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 I feel sad. I also, you know, I understand it. Uh, is, is, is Rick still on? He is. Okay. Rick, can I just can I just ask, is it is it the recent election that sort of caused you to, to go uh, expat from uh, Kansas? Well, I wouldn't call it a recent election. It's like the last 20 years. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the thing is, I'm still really proud of being a Kansan, 
and I love Kansas, and I think it's beautiful. And I'm a, you know, I went to Kansas. I still watch Kansas basketball, but other like politically, like I try, I will, I go out of my way to not spend money in Kansas because I don't want them to have my tax money. So this oh, is. We need it, Rick. We need it real bad right now. <laughs> we really do. Let's try. To, we don't have much time, and I want to try to get one very quick last call. Let's talk to Byron in Lenexa. Byron, sorry we don't have much time, but go ahead with your story. Uh, just a quick story. Uh, I grew up in Kansas City area, and then in the mid-90s, I moved to Connecticut and went to work in New York City. And I became a New Yorker like that. It didn't take me any time at all. I was brash, impatient. I fit right in. And did you After say you were a New years, Yorker? Yeah. That's because yeah. you got to survive. I, I just, well, exactly. I suppose that's true. But it seemed to fit me. Um, then about three years later, I moved back to Kansas City. It took me months to become a Midwesterner again. People thought I was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> then did you explain when, when they said, where are you from? Did you say, I'm from New York, as if to explain? No, I just flipped them off and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Byron. Well, um, you know, are, are you, and when you hear these kinds of stories, Michelle, like, are you coming to any new conclusions in the studio today about group identity and where you're from? Or, or is it kind of as you expected to hear? I think a lot of it is as I expected, though I, I think Rick's was it Rick? Um, Rick's last point was really interesting in that um, sort of that fast-paced nature of New York. I remember the first couple times I needed to park somewhere here, I immediately pulled into the first spot ten blocks away because in Boston there's no parking, and so sort of having to temper my expectations that there will likely be parking right out front of where I want to go and sort of that survival that he needed to he needed to um, alter his behavior in New York in order to survive to get parking to do those things whereas here um, you may keep those sort of survival techniques that um, are not as necessary here. So that that was definitely new for me. Michelle Smirnova, Assistant Professor of Sociology at UMKC. It's been fun. Don't be a stranger. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's great. And Will Averill of Bleep You, I'm from Kansas. Thanks so much for driving into the fair state of Missouri this morning. <laughs> well, it wasn't very fair this morning. It was a little unfair, get crazy on the roads, but we made it. It's all good. It's all good.